Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. Not only are you worth loving, but when you are met with a lot of heartache, burnout, pain, um, whether it's you know, negative thoughts, postpartum depression, um, circumstances, divorce, miscarriage, whatever it may be, when you're faced with that, you need an extra something to remind you that you are worth loving and that you can get you can get to the other side of this and you know your life will look different and you'll be made different because of adversity, but it sharpens and it shapes you and I think that's so that's so worth loving just kind of reinforces that and I think that that's what God is to be human means to try and sometimes fail, to love and sometimes lose, to risk and sometimes regret. There are times when we realize where our choices have brought us and we're afraid to be honest with ourselves, with others, with God about how we're really feeling and how we've got where we are. Because what if no one understands? What if they think less of us? What if God is disappointed with us? Well, today's guest, Aaron Eddy, wants you to know that no matter your past mistakes, relationship status, career choice, or feelings, nothing can change the truth that you are so worth loving. Today on Connections, she's going to share a little bit about her own journey in life and about her book titled So Worth Loving. We'll hear that and so much more today. We're joined today by Erin Eddy. She is a social entrepreneur, a writer, a speaker, and a creative director. Her most recent project is her new book called So Worth Loving. I really want to talk about your book, but first of all, we want to get to know you a little bit better for those who don't know. Who is Erin Eddy? Yes. Oh, Erin Eddy. Who is she? (laughs) Tell me, who is she? Uh, Erin Eddy. You know, I own a company called So Worth Loving. And I've owned it for about 10 years. And I've been in the, just the, the space of seeing the power of how apparel can bridge the gap between not talking about the struggles of self-worth and talking about it. And uh, I grew up in a very small town of 3,000 people by two furniture makers that are both from the Midwest, but grew up in the South. And uh, all of the furniture was very um, Santa Fe influenced. So my, uh, my surroundings are not your typical Southern Belle story that you would hear from the South. And, uh, and I watched my parents as they owned their business um, for 40 years. And then my grandma owned a furniture business for 40 years. I watched what resiliency really looked like and, and pushing forward despite adversity and being impacted by things in your control that um, led to devastation and things out of your control that led to devastation. I, I kind of just watched my parents um, handle and, and go forward despite any of those things. And so uh, that's, that's probably what gave me a little bit of this entrepreneurial grit that I have uh, is, is observing that in my parents. <laughs> Tell us a little bit more about why you decided to start up So Worth Loving. Yes. Yeah. I, so I was actually an art director for a nonprofit for four years. Um, I didn't really know what it was that I wanted to do career-wise. I went to high school, graduated high school, didn't go to college, didn't know what what it was that I wanted to do. So I just started exploring my different skill sets and talents I thought that I had a knack for. And I'd always been in some sort of leadership role at my high school um, as a college prep school. So I thought maybe, you know, I'll, I'll lead something one day, some sort of team or something like that. So as I'm working for this organization, uh, the founder asks me, Erin, you know, sky's the limit. What do you want to do? And I think anybody listening, and I'm sure Colleen, you've been faced with this too, 
that when somebody asks you that, it's a very vulnerable question because you could be met with somebody going, really? Like, you think you could do that? Or uh, you don't have the, you're not qualified or you don't have the credentials or whatever it may be. And so sky's limit for me was pursuing music. So I wanted to pursue music and I wanted to create, I wanted God to use my voice for something bigger um, than than what I could ever even imagine. And so I started pursuing music while being an art director. And then my music videos started going viral and I started licensing them to TV shows. And I thought, this is so much bigger than what I could have imagined. So then I decided to put my, my dad would have just, oh man, if he knew how to work a computer, he would have gotten my address off the internet because I put my home address on my music blog and I said, mail me your personal shirt and I will spray paint on it that you are so worth loving and I will mail it back to you for free. Why did you choose to go with that specific phrase, so worth loving? Uh, you know, it was like a whisper. I, I had played around with a bunch of other different phrases. Um, and at the time, this was, you know, 11 years ago, inspirational t-shirts didn't really exist like they do now. Um, and so I was playing around with like shine bright and you're enough and all of these different phrases. But for some reason, the word so worth loving came to my mind and I thought, that has to already exist. That already has to like be out there. And maybe I'm just subconsciously thinking about it. And you know, I Google, you don't find anything on Google and uh, with that phrase and I go, okay, I didn't subconsciously think this. Maybe this is something that God wants me to steward. And, but at the, I can say that now, but looking back, I was just like, not only are you worth loving, but when you are met with a lot of heartache, burnout, pain, um, whether it's, you know, negative thoughts, postpartum depression, um, circumstances, divorce, miscarriage, whatever it may be, when you're faced with that, you need an extra something to remind you that you are worth loving and that you can get, you can get to the other side of this and, you know, your life will look different and you'll be made different because of adversity, but sharpens and it shapes you and I think the so the so worth loving just kind of reinforces that and I think that that's what God's intention was and I love that so worth loving you've now taken that you're using that as the title of a new book and that book you used uh journal entries actually which was very interesting to me and then I watched that little video uh, where you showed all of your journals I think I've written maybe two in my entire life which I should probably <laughs> do more of <laughs> And they're from elementary and I still have them, which is really, really sad to say, but (laughs) um, tell us a little bit about that book, the inspiration behind that and why you chose to take all those journal entries and, and make them into something more. Mm, Yes. Well, first off, it's awesome that you have two journal entries from when you were young, because our thoughts are so interesting to look back on when we were younger. (laughs) I have journals. I have a, a little over 60 journals and uh, it was always a space for me. Writing was always a space for me to express my thoughts, my feelings, knowing that I wasn't going to be met with judgment or criticism or being ridiculed for the way that I thought, whether it was right or wrong. It was my safe space. And so, you know, I call, I, you know, I share that the book, the violence, the subtitle is how discovering your true value changes everything because 
is a continual discovery and learning that you are worth loving. And my journal, my journal entries are, if, you, if I look back, I can read through, I can read through them and I can see how I was discovering and exploring and wondering and asking questions. And, and I think sometimes, you know, when we go through a hard time, we want somebody to sit with us in our questions instead of giving us answers. And I think that's what is so profound about journaling is that it really does give you space to sit in the question. And so when I was writing this book, you know, I've owned So Worth Loving for 10 years, and it would be easy for somebody to, to think that I'm an expert on self-worth and an expert on identity and, and value. And, uh, and, you know, and while I, I, have, I have observed so, I mean, thousands of stories, uh, I wanted my book to not be a formula of how to unlock your inner power of self-worth or I wanted it to be a space where you could sit as my journals have gifted me that. And so um, I even formatted the book in a special, in a special way, um, three different sections and bite-sized chapters. Um, because when you wrestle with questions and, and doubts and fears and anxieties towards, you know, mistakes you've made, career choices you have, uh, relationship status that you're in or not in, um, you know, you just, maybe you don't want to read a huge, thick book, but just something that can give you some hope and help you with your questions. And so that's, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to call this book a formal journal, because I wanted it to give you a space to sit. Now, I've had a chance to read a little bit of your book, and there are two things that I love. It's very easy to read, and another amazing thing is how open and how vulnerable you are right at the start of the book. Tell us a little bit about why you did that and a little bit more about your own personal journey. Yeah, yeah. In the, in the, yeah, in the beginning of the book, I open up about how I, you know, I'm 29 and moved back home with my parents and in my tiny town, going through a divorce and experiencing just my world being flipped upside down and and uh and I one of the reasons why I really wanted to open up with vulnerability is because I think it's so important within our communities and in our friend groups that we really you know we take the plunge sometimes to share and open up and not there's a healthy way to do it where there's a there's a balance but if we if we maintain an image we'll never experience I I believe true healing um true healing that can take place when we're really vulnerable. And so uh, my book starts off with me sharing the heartache of divorce, loss of community, and um, my questions with where, where was God in my story up to this point? Where is he? And, and in the book, I unpack a lot of my anger towards God. And, and I'd always been, hey, I've always been brought up. No one has ever said this to me. I just assumed that like, I'm not ever allowed to be mad at God. And what I learned was after going through depression and, and going to therapy and, and learning more about depression and suppressed anger, and it all resulted into my, my anger towards God. And I, I didn't realize I could process my anger with him instead of be angry and not bring it to him. Now, Erin, while writing this book, what did you learn and, and what was it like for you to relive a lot of these vulnerable moments in your life? Colleen, that's such a great question. You know, I felt like it was therapy and I felt, felt like this book was 
therapy again and again and again. (laughs) 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 It's like, it was like writing therapy because I would, I would write certain chapters. I'd be very passionate about a topic and I'm like writing it. And then I'm like, comes to a question. I'm like, actually, I don't know if I actually believe that because I'll start to be the editor in my head and I start to ask questions and wonder and then go to the Lord and be like, God, what do you think about this? Like, is that true? Like, I don't even know. And so this book not only was like, I hope it offers somebody to discover and know that you don't fully arrive, but there is a place for you to continue to discover your value with God. Um, But it was also something that I experienced in writing it too. Like I experienced, oh my goodness, like I had aha moments in writing it that I didn't know that I would have. Um, and you know, it's interesting, Colleen, because I, I, when I started Still Worth Loving 10 years ago, I say that I accidentally started it because what went from spray painting t-shirts to an apparel company, we shipped to 50 states and 30 countries. And um, you know, we've seen thousands of stories. I say I accidentally started it, but then I accidentally wrote this book because this book really was already written in my journals and it was just God piecing it together um, in a more formal way. How has this book impacted your faith uh, and your relationship with God? This book has made, uh, has healed so many areas in my life that I didn't know need healing. And uh, one of the areas was me thinking that I had to do life in a performance-based mentality. Like if I do all these right things, if I look like this, I, um, sorry, my speaker just turned If I look like this, if I carry myself this way, um, if my bank account looks like this, I'm worthy of love. And I feel like I'm continually still reprogramming my mind to accepting God's unconditional love that he has for me. This, writing this book just reinforced that truth and and knowing that he is not scared or insecure of anything that we have done or have gone through and this book reminded me of that as I was writing it because you know you go through like imposter syndrome and you're like ah who am I to write <laughs> You know, who am I to think that I can write on this topic or, you know, I'm, I'm 34, I'm young, like I have so much more to learn. So why would I be positioned to write in this space? And so you go through, like, while you are processing your past stuff, you go through like current stuff and present and then future stuff. And again, God just continues to show me that just as Moses had a stutter, <laughs> uh, he just uses those that feel unqualified to do something through them. And I think this book is an example of that. What about our listeners out there that are listening going, ah, you're successful. You're amazing. I can't do that still. Even after hearing what you have to say and after reading your book, what would you say to them? Mm. Oh, I would tell them that one, we need to define what is success? What's our metric of success? Um, is it worldly success in the sense of like what a bank account or accolades, or is it the character and the integrity and in how you carry yourself and how you are a friend and a sister and an aunt, a brother and an uncle? Uh, I think for me, I, I was during my divorce, I was stripped of absolutely everything, reputation, community, finances. I was in a deep, deep, deep hole of debt. 
And during all of those times, I just associated my worth to those things that I, you know, if I had more money, if I had more success, if I had more accolades, all of these things. But what I learned is that God wants to go crazy in rebuilding your life if you allow him and trust him. And I would, I remember I had to get to the end of myself after I kind of wallowed and I was sad and I was depressed and, and I, you know, I don't, I say wallow and I, I don't mean that in a belittling way, but at some point I was wallowing. I, you know, I, 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 I was allowed a certain amount of time and then I felt like, okay, Erin, <laughs> like get, get out of bed and brush your teeth. Um, and uh, I, you know, I just learned that God wants to redeem your life. And I said to him, I said, Lord, if you really want, if you really want all of this mess, all of this stuff, all these insecurities, you, you're going to have to really do the work because I don't have a lot of energy or belief in myself. And uh, I would just tell anybody that is in a space where they are maybe like wanting to get out of a hole or wanting to just live a life that's redeemed is to just unclench your fists and completely surrender and take it inch by inch uh, and trusting that God really does want to redeem and recover. And I'm an example of that because I feel like he continues to do that because there's still areas of my life that are you know, broken and not fully arrived. And it's, it's not a, once I became aware of that, everything was fixed. It, it, that did not happen. I remember praying and just being like, Lord, like, take it, take it then. And hoping the next day, all my debt would be okay. I would be in a healthy and healthy relationship and I would be a woman of character. <laughs> but that, that, that prayer does not take you to that place just immediately. <laughs> it's hard work and it's trusting in God. And it takes time. Oh, so much time, doesn't it? <laughs> um, for people who want to learn about you, want to pick up your book, um, just want to know more about Erin Eddy. How do they go about doing that? Yes, you can find you can find So Worth Loving at SoWorthLoving.com. Um, we're on social media, all So Worth Loving. And you can find me, Erin Eddy, E-R-Y-N-E-D-D-Y.com, and on social media as Erin Eddy also. At the end of the day, when someone picks up your book, what do you hope they will take away from that book? I hope that they are able to sit in their struggles, face them, and learn how to give themselves grace as they become reformed and reshaped through uh, just the hard stuff that maybe they've not faced yet. I hope that they experience transformation on their own timing and freedom to ask questions. And now just a random question. Are you still singing? Are you still doing music? I am. I am. I'm actually working on a, a very small EP that I, uh, I hope to release in the fall uh, that, that kind of pairs with my book. Um, yeah, I'm still doing music. I love it. It's, 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 it's deeply rooted in me. My grandfather was a musician and, and my great grandfather was a musician and my, my mom was a singer. So it's just will always be there, whether it's for play or for profession. I just, it will never leave. <laughs> well, since I'm talking to you, tell us a little bit more about this EP then. Yes. Yes. So this EP, I want it to be a, just a really stripped down raw, um, uh, just a raw organic sound. Um, I have a very soulful voice. And so I love to pair pop and acoustic with a little electronica. 
uh, in there with my soulful voice. And that's what I've done in the past. And so this EP will be a stripped down version of that. And it, it will just be raw, raw songs on different areas of the book, uh, different stories, maybe some, I might elaborate on, there's one song that I have that I'm, I'm working on that it's just elaborating on a story of how something made me feel in the process of coming to an awareness that I don't have to strive for per and I don't have to perform to be worthy of love and uh, I just want to bring real conversation into book form, music form, any medium that allows me to do that. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. It was, on, it was an honor. And thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. We'll talk to you again on Connections.